Good morning, church. We have jumped straight into February. You know, it feels like we should be gearing up and getting ready for those warm spring days where the sun makes it just warm enough to make those breezy days bearable right before the the breeze ushers in those March winds. So clearly, if you are hearing this message during our 11 a.m. worship time, then, then you are unable to worship with us in person today. So grab your cup of coffee or your glass of tea and settle in as we prepare to receive the message that God has prepared for each of us today. So today's scripture is uh, it's found in Romans 12. We're going to read verse 1 and 2. So I'll give you just a minute to, uh, to flip to the scripture in your Bible or open your Bible app. But make your way to Romans 12. This section in my Bible has a header that says, A living sacrifice. So Romans 12, beginning verse 1. Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. You know, Romans 12, 1 is is one of those scriptures that's part of my everyday walk. It is a scripture that many in recovery ministries and jail ministries cling to in order to remind themselves that there is a higher level of worship than just sitting in a church service or hearing a sermon. Uh, But Paul goes on to say in verse 2, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what's, what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the words, do not conform, that is enough right there to kickstart my soul and, until I'm just consumed by a Holy Spirit adrenaline rush. Like, those three words alone can just make you want to preach because we look all around. And there's so much conformity to the ways of the world that, sadly, I don't think we see all the different ways that we conform. But Paul, in Romans, is talking about the urgency. The urgency then is this just as important as it is now. I mean, it's, it is upon us. The urgency is here. So before we get started, before I start preaching, because I'm, I'm, this is something that's really on my heart, let's lift our hearts to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we lift our hearts to you. We ask that you give us clarity and discernment as we dive into your word. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Engulf us with your fire of revival this morning. Speak to each of us and direct our hearts to walk out this faith journey so that we can reach one more for your precious kingdom. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your Son. And all God's children said, Amen. Living sacrifice. Do not conform. Before we get started, let's let's look at the word sacrifice. Much is noted about sacrifice and offerings in the Bible. 
Offerings and sacrifice are acts of worship where material objects are offered to God. And the offerings are then to be consumed in a ceremony in order to attain, restore, maintain, or celebrate our relationship with God. Let me say that again. Our relationship with God. Hold that thought. The offerings are a way of expressing our faith, repentance, adoration, or a combination of these. The main purpose is to please God by showing our gratitude for the blessings we receive from Him. Let me say that again. Gratitude for the blessings received. Hold that thought. So the Old Testament speaks much about sacrifice. Cain and Abel were giving a sacrifice to God in Genesis 4. Noah, after the flood, gave sacrifice in Genesis 8. Abraham has multiple times where he talks about um, sacrifice, but, you know, his faith was tested through a sacrifice. You can read more about that in Genesis 12 through 15. There are the Mosaic sacrifice in 2 Samuel 24. There are animal sacrifice, sin offerings, guilt offerings, burnt offerings. There's fellowship offerings in Leviticus. These are also called peace offerings in the New King James Version. There were grain offerings. There were drink offerings. I I think you get the point. The Bible talks about an act of worship through sacrifice and offerings. So now let's jump back into Romans where Paul's not talking about giving away material things that that mean a lot to us. So let's read that scripture again. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Again, some versions say this is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Everything we do, we do before an audience of one. To be in worship is not just to hear a sermon or watch a sermon. You know, those are physical acts of worship. And they can cause an emotional level of worship when our heartstrings are tugged or we're convicted. But to offer our bodies as living sacrifice, that's a whole new level of worship. I believe in this world, and and I'm strictly, I'm talking to me. I believe in this world, we see sin We recognize sin. We realize that we are not in a close relationship with God. So we decide to make changes. We recognize that we need a Savior. So we do what the norm tells us to do. We go to church. We become anchored in a forever family, our tribe, our support system on this faith journey. But do we fully understand what it means to ask Jesus into our lives as Lord. 
I do believe we go through a process of asking Jesus to come into our hearts because we realize we need a redeemer. We, we jack things up when we do it by ourselves. We can't get it right. We fall short all the time. But sadly, I fear some never get past this point. Some never ask Jesus to be the Lord over their lives. I guess another way of putting it is, you know, we still feel like we want to be in the driver's seat as we cruise down life's highway. We want to call the shots. We are great at praying thank you prayers. You know, when we get our way or we're great at praying help me prayers when we want something to go our way. But do we pray lead me prayers? Sometimes it takes years and failures and stumbles and grief and rock bottom before we seek him daily to lead us. It usually takes something pretty big happening before the spiritual scales will fall from our eyes. I mean, one minute we go from these high five, two minute, woohoo, team Jesus is my savior prayers to realizing we need him daily. So we get to a point where we are hitting our knees and pouring out our soul through our tears, seeking his peace and comfort and guidance. We can only make that transition when we humble our hearts to obey his will for our lives. You see, when we're in the driver's seat, we are basically, and again, I'm speaking to myself, Many people have heard me say this. When we're in the driver's seat, we are nothing more than stubborn kingdom brats that think we run the show. Part of my testimony, I tell people, I was a kingdom brat. But when life hits us, we realize we're the ones that keep messing things up because Our way doesn't have an eternal destination in sight. So we have to humble our hearts to obey the will of God. You know, several scriptures speak to the acts of our will. In 1 Peter 3.15, it says, Christ is Lord. He's writing to the Christians. He's saying, hey, we need a heart checkup to make sure We are not the ones in the driver's seat because Christ is Lord. He is the one that drives us. James 4, 7 says, submit to God. That's what it means to make him Lord. When we fully submit our will to the care of God. And James was also writing to believers. But in Romans 12, Paul is appealing to, to each of us to make God the one and only Lord of our lives, to offer our bodies as living sacrifice. You know, to do that means, it means to not feed our flesh thorn. And I'm speaking to me, I'm preaching to me. When we feed our flesh thorn, then then that is Lord, little L, that is Lord of our lives. Our flesh thorn rules us. Paul is saying, hey, this is, this is pretty urgent, guys. He's saying, put yourself on the altar. 
So if you think back to the the sacrifice and you're, you know, you're reading some of the scriptures, then you know the sacrifice had to be pure and untainted. To feed our flesh thorn is tainting our body. Can we just admit that we all fall short here? Every one of us. That's why we daily have to seek God. Feeding our flesh thorn is us conforming to the world. To conform is to follow the world. But Jesus has followed me. To be transformed is to seek clarity, discernment, truth, and to be pruned of our flesh desires. I often tell people that, you know, when I'm going through something that that God is stretching me, he's pruning me. Because sometimes it's so uncomfortable. I feel like I am on one of those old medieval stretching machines. And it's achy. It spiritually hurts. But if we look back in the Old Testament, Old Testament sacrifices die. Paul is urging us to live our lives fully surrendered to God. By completely being, completely sold out as a living sacrifice. By doing this, we are in a continuous and public act of worship. Like we we are putting our lives on display. This is the first Sunday of the month. It's communion Sunday. We're going to mark this time a little different in worship. Paul urges us to be transformed. The only way to continually be transformed is to pick up our cross daily. Now, when I think of the cross, I can't help but to remember the scene from the Passion. It's the one where Jesus had already been beaten, and then he had to carry the cross through the streets. He stumbles, and he falls, he's exhausted, and a bystander helps him. Helps him up. Helps him to carry his cross. You see, God knew we could not fully carry the sin burden that comes at the cost of death. Because the price of sin is death. He sent Jesus to help us, to pick us up and help us carry this cross. When we pick up our cross daily, we are fully relying on Jesus. He's not just our Savior. He is the Lord of our lives directing us. We desperately, desperately need Him to help us in this flesh battle. We need Him to transform us more and more every day. So I would like for you to take a moment of reflection. Now during our service... We actually have some uh, some crosses. And after a moment of reflection, the crosses will be at the altar if anyone comes forward and, and would like prayer. But we have to remember, even though you're not in worship with us, I still want you to be in that self-reflection time, that prayer time. 
But we need to remember that that he said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The weight of our sin cross would crush us. But he carried this burden for us. We will have some extra crosses left over if if you're hearing this message and you would like to receive one. I will be glad to send them out to you. Just send a, a message with your address. I will be glad to send one out. But just remember, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But our cross would crush us. So he went to the cross for us. As we head into this time of Lent and self-reflection, I want to encourage you not just to look at Lent as a time of giving up stuff, but I want to encourage you to really explore what it means to be a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God and be transformed more and more every day because Jesus is not just our Savior but He is our Lord and we need Him to guide us not just to help us and not for us to throw thank yous up but to guide our steps every single minute of every single day Let's lift our hearts to the Lord. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, sometimes there's just not even words. I can't even imagine what Mary went through watching her son go to the cross. Lord, I pray for each of us to Fully rest in your presence when this world is trying to feed our flesh thorns. I ask that you remove those those flesh desires so that we can walk out this life as an example of what you need us to be so that we can glorify you and be a reflection of your love, peace, mercy, and grace. Give us the words to speak to those around us so that we can direct them to your truth. Give us strength to endure this journey and courage when the darkness tries to close in. Lord, be with us through this journey as we surrender our flesh thorn to you. And help us to give you glory more and more every day. Now we pray, as you taught your disciples so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever and ever. And all God's children said, Amen. Please know that I am praying for each of you as we travel the spiritual journey together. I pray that if you have the opportunity, you will definitely be in worship in person with us. But until that time, you're always welcome to join us here on social media. So always remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive ripple effect. Much agape, everybody.